Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Just ask. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jessica, I am fine for this, I am sure. Um, (laughs) I did want to, you know, like you and me, we've been having some beef lately, so I decided that... Since I'm in the wrong, I've been a bitch. I have a special dance for you to prove <laughs> that I love you and I care about you. It's a little shimmy. It's a it's shimmy. A little sh- it's a little shimmy. It's a little shake. Yeah. Um. And I hope that just like makes everything better. Um. And makes me not a fucking jerk hole. Yeah. Nothing says I'm sorry like hot stuff. Hot stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um. I want to prove to you that I'm hot stuff. As my apology to you. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird way to apologize on these two episodes of Boy Meets World. Uh, we're talking season five, episodes nine and ten of Boy Meets World today. Just us girlfriends. Um, yeah. And let me say, I'm very happy that we didn't have a guest on these two episodes because Corey is such a fucking asshole. Like, yes. I'm gonna need to read him for filth. Yeah, yeah. In both of these episodes. And Sean just decided to join him for episode two and <laughs> being a fucking asshole. 
So here we are. But even more so, like, he was still pretty fucking clueless. Like, he was just going yeah. along with whatever Corey was doing. Corey yeah. is the main instigator in all of I this mean, nonsense. So it's like we have these two episodes, a.k.a. Corey is a dick. A.k.a. Um, <laughs> Corey's a dick part one and two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How to succeed in being a dick. And, and last tango well, in how to be a dick. Right, yeah. Last, last tango last in Dickville. Last dick in Philly. Last dick in Philly, last tango in Dickville. Yeah. Same difference. Yeah. Right, yeah. So yeah. it's, I mean, it's, we're pretty much going to be Corey bashing this episode. And I, I, I think that it might be about time to denounce my childhood crush on Corey Matthews. You're still allowed to have the childhood crush on Ben Savage. It's just yes. the Corey Matthews of it all that really yeah. is like I not really aging well. I really had like rose colored glasses when I was a kid about yeah. like who Corey was, what like, he was oh, all about. Oh, he's so romantic with Topanga, yes. best yes. boyfriend ever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Those were definitely the thought processes. And in my adult viewing I'm like yeah he's kind of a dick bag he's a bit possessive he's very jealous it's, it's realistic in terms of a young teenage boy I mean jealousy happens all around envy is a real emotion mm-hmm. um, those are going to be two common themes in both of these episodes so it's realistic it's just not becoming of a good person yeah it's just not fun to watch and like I'd argue that like I don't need to see either of these episodes ever again with the exception of the last three minutes of last tango in Philly what hot stuff yeah I love want to watch hot stuff over and over again. exactly because to see Mr. Feeney shake what his mama gave him him was just a joy and I would like to relive that moment um but yeah so obviously we talked about it already we're talking season five episodes nine and ten we're gonna get into everything there's some like real trash stuff that happens in these episodes and also like I question what the fuck is even happening and like what is up with Boy Meets World where they're like making these decisions to like go on new sets all season long? Like we're just hopping and bopping all over the place. We got some big budget, baby. Apparently, right? Million um, dollars an episode. Let's do it. <laughs> big budget. ABC Family. Uh, just rolling in. They're the shelling dough. out all the dollars for these episodes. So we start off in like yeah. this office um, where apparently uh, Corey and Sean are in like a work study program at what an advertising company. Right. And Mad so Men. They're Ma- Mad Men. It is, it is very much Mad Men. Yeah. Um, and so Sean is too busy like photocopying his ass um, to pay yeah. attention. And, and they, they were stuck in, in the, the mail room. room. Yeah. Okay. Which I got very lowly, right? Well, I got to be honest with you. Like, all I want in this world is to sort mail. This does like, not shock me. <laughs> so, like, I always, like, I'm very envious of, like, mailroom people or, like, postal workers because I really want to sort mail Uh, it just seems very like soothing i can just say the one thing that would give me pause is like the paper cut situation oh yeah because like sorting mail the paper cuts man the paper cuts. i'm sure they have special gloves for that do you think they wear special gloves if you've worked in a mail room please let us know we need to know about the special gloves um, but yeah, so uh Corey's like, you're gonna get fired, like don't photocopy your ass. 
Um, and uh, Sean's just like, they're not paying us. Like, I'm going to do whatever. This is why the CEO of the company is going to get a photocopy of my butt. <laughs> um, and I like don't yeah. understand like, okay, so they're, gosh, remind me, are they seen? They're seniors. Yes. They're seniors in high school. And they have a work study program. Did you have this in high school? Mm, I don't think so. Uh, I, I like this is a college of, thing. I kind of envision this like almost like when Eric went to have the internship at the, 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 um, the news studio. Okay. Yeah. So maybe it's something similar. Like maybe it's like an internship that you get to put on your college resume. It's not like they're getting paid for this. They said so. Um, I that's what I'm guessing. Like these are like little internships. Like maybe John Adams High makes you get internships. Topanga also has her little internship. Yeah, she's doing something too. Government or something knows. Yeah, we had something like kind of like this that I participated in, where like. Um, okay, so did you have BOCES in your school? Do you know what BOCES is? I don't know um, what it even stands for, but it stands for something. And it's basically like um, if you were maybe not so great at like test taking, but you were really good with like hands-on stuff, mechanical stuff, carpentry stuff, oh, whatever. Right. You yeah. could leave school at a certain time. I don't remember what time it was, but they left at a certain time on the bus and they would go off and do that type of like um, – laborer type stuff does that make sense yeah no that totally makes sense Um, yeah we had a different version of it and they had specific um things so there was like journalism health and wellness stuff and like political stuff and so there were like different so if you knew you wanted to go to college for one of those things you could Mm -hmm. apply and you had to have like very good grades and everything and then you could get in and then you did that um, instead of like or um, for I think it was actually instead of altogether instead of going to like actual class but I'm not sure or like maybe like how you spend half the day in school and then the other half of the day whatever yeah so then maybe this is like BOCES right I feel like yeah because I'm like trying to think I'm like well Topanga and Sean are two very different students so like to think that they would be in the same type of program is a little bit whatever but it's fine Equal um, opportunity boasties. Right. It's um, hosties for all hoes. It's hosties, all hoes apply. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and so then this old guy comes in and he's been on the show before, this old guy. Twice. Twice before. Who is this guy? Okay. Why do they keep bringing him back? I don't know. So we saw him in You Can't Go Home Again. Again. I think yeah. he might have been like the homeless guy that took like the fruit basket with the papayas. Yes. And then we saw him in quiz show and he was like the old announcer guy. Yes, I remember him as that. That was what I was thinking of was that moment. Yeah. But apparently he works here and he's he's worked here for 43 years. I I like to say that he's like just really like moved up in life. Well, no. Okay. So, like, he was kind of homeless in the first, in the first Oh, so you're saying him. this is the same character. He's just yeah. done a lot in those. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, like, he got his, like, big break on Quiz Show. And then he, Quiz Show ended, and now he's, like, back to the mailroom. Yeah, and he's worked at the mailroom the whole time, but because he's, like, no one ever notices him, he was able to, like, slip out and do quiz show for a while. Right, yeah. This makes so, sense. Especially um, if this makes sense because he doesn't even know what they do. <laughs> no, no. It's like he works at the mailroom, but he's still 
Like, he doesn't know what the company does or he doesn't know how to yeah. work the mailroom. No, he doesn't even know that they do advertising at the company. He's just, like, I, lost. I like how Sean's like, you know what? Like, this is me, but, like, in the future and just a mature me. And then he goes and, like, photocopies his butt, too. Yeah, the old guy. That was so great. Um, and, uh, and then, I don't know. I don't, I guess it's just because I'm already prickly towards Corey because I'm very frustrated with him. But then when he says like, oh, Sean, if it's a role model you're looking for, there's someone else you could look to. And he's like, yeah, this corporate world is like my essence. And he says, as I climb the ladder to success, I want you right there with me. He's like next to you behind me. That's how ladders work. And it's just like very condescending. Yeah, no, Corey is extremely condescending um, in this entire thing. It's kind of like this air of like you and I were both at this job, but like I'm from, you know, the city. So like or like, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm better than you. I'm better than you. So like, let me give you like the the tea on what we should be doing here. And yeah, we already know that Sean is 10 times more street smart than Corey could ever yeah. be. And we and know that Sean is more... insecure about this stuff. Right. Yeah. And I think that he kind of has like in a way, I would say like more common sense, but in in the mm. way that like, I, I mean like in the way that like, I think that he knows how to like finagle situations better. Okay, he's he's more charismatic in a lot of right. ways than Corey is. Corey yes. can be a little bit awkward, awkward in like in like um spontaneous situations, yes. whereas Sean yeah. is Sean is more adaptable. I think yes. Um, adaptable and so yeah, is a great word. Yeah, and so they go upstairs because they have to like deliver the mail, whatever. And Corey is just like, don't make eye contact with senior management. What are you doing? You have to know your place. Um, and then Sean does something that is like pretty, uh, I don't know. He's like has like balls. Like he's just like very like bold to do this. He yeah. answers a telephone that obviously is not ringing for him. Um, and he just goes with the flow. He's just like, obviously, if you were supposed to have it and it's not there, don't you think we have a great reason for that thing not being there? And um, we weren't going to send you them until they were perfect. Duh. Yeah, sure. You'll have them on Monday. Yeah. But like he pulls it off so well yeah. as if, you know, that was the right thing to say. Or it's it is kind of the right thing to say, especially because um like when when like a client is asking you like what's this deadline you don't want to say like I haven't been working on it or like we're behind you want to say like there's a perfectly good reason why X Y and Z and these days you use the COVID card to be honest with you oh yes there's so or supply oh, we're understaffed because the COVID our yeah. entire office <laughs> yeah now that's what you would use it's but- like oh I have a cough. <coughs> <laughs> have to the afternoon true. it's true so yeah. but sean knows like automatically what the right thing to say is to schmooze yeah. whoever he's on the phone with which impresses this mr becker yeah and um and then of course mr becker wants to know his name and Corey's like it's george feeney but sean is just like no sean hunter work study program and he finds out this guy is like he meets like the vp um of keller marsden advertising and uh and he's just like yeah i like the i like the way you you handled that you know i don't have a temp today let's uh come on i'm gonna you're gonna work for me now um and he's like i want you up here 
And two hours, it only took Sean two hours to get out of the mail room and onto like the upper floor, like fancy pants, McGee. I think that Mr. Becker is looking for a self-starter, somebody that can think outside the box mm-hmm. and someone I think who's this makes autonomous. Sense. I think this makes sense for someone in advertising to see promise mm-hmm. in Sean. Um yeah. because he is creative. Type. Exactly. Yeah. Um, then we go to the Matthews residence and like this storyline is like very strange. At least we're getting Amy content, I guess, is the way yeah. I'll look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have like Eric approaching Amy, who's sitting at the dining room table watching the world's smallest TV. <laughs> right. And it's like it's just has antennas and it's on the kitchen table. It's like a portable television. Like, ma'am. You're 10 feet from your living room, which has a big TV. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know. Um, I guess you just want to watch TV in your kitchen. She's watching her soaps. Yeah. She's not allowed to leave the kitchen. We know that about Amy. Yeah. So this is she's she chained to the kitchen, unfortunately. Yeah. And so Eric's like, what are you doing? You need to get a life. Um, You should be doing something productive. And she's like, what do you call raising three children? Which mic drop from Amy. Like, take that, Boom. Eric. Yeah. Uh, and he says, done, hatched, raised. <laughs> it's like, what about Morgan? Has anybody seen Morgan lately? <laughs> I have not seen any Morgans. And I suppose no. that we've done enough with raising her. <sighs> yeah. So he's like, there's a whole big world out there. Go be a part of it. And she's like, well, there's always something I've wanted to try. And he's just like, great, go do it. So she leaves and he has no idea what she's going to be doing. Um, but he gets sucked into her soaps. <laughs> Well, I mean, soaps apparently are very addictive. People love them. Days of our lives. How do people keep up on soaps is my question. How do people keep up on Big Brother live feeds? You make it an appointment to view it. I suppose so. Like, I guess back in the day, people would use, like, their VCRs to, like, record. I guess now maybe they yeah. just use the, what's it called? Uh, TiVo or, you know what I mean? It's not TiVo. TiVo's the Video brand. Video on demand. Video on demand. Yeah, maybe they record everything so they can watch yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. So she goes off. You know. She's she's gonna go start she's her her right dream. idea to do yeah. something. Oh gosh. Um. So we're back at the at the Mad Men studio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So Corey is still in the mailroom while um. Sean is aka playing assistant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean is really excited because he's been given an assignment. It's an it's a toothpaste account, um, and he wants yeah. to know like what teenagers are looking for for right. like uh you know this is kind of like market research now, right? Um, and he Sean comes up with um well actually before that Corey says oh that's really easy bacteria. Sir, um, what? <laughs> he said, I just saved your job, pal. And Sean says, actually, I was thinking about, like, you know, fresh breath is sexy. And then Corey says, Sean, no, sex does not sell. Focus on the bacteria, on gingivitis, on the teeth falling out. That's the pitch. Imagine an advertisement with that. That's disgusting. Yeah. Nobody wants to watch that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, that would be scary. And Sean's like, oh, I don't know. Like, I've kissed a lot of go- uh, girls, Corey. Like, I feel like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's like it reminds me like Sean's pitch reminds me a lot of like those like mint commercials where like people are just like making out after they've mm-hmm. eaten a mint because their breath is so fresh. 
Yeah. You know, Um, I think that I mean, now you see toothpaste commercials, you see people smiling, Mm -hmm. big white smiles. So I think that Sean was definitely up to something. Yes. Yeah. And so he goes into the meeting and we'll find out how that goes later. Um, But uh, we're back to Eric and Jack in class for creative writing. And Jack goes to sit next to him, but he's saving that seat for Monica. Uh, And Jack asks what happened to Bridget. (laughs) She found out about Monica. And it's like, uh, so we're, we're still on the Eric is like a womanizer train. Um, until freaking Amy comes in and sits next to him because she's like, oh, I had no idea you were taking creative writing. That's like what I wanted to do. I wanted to come back to school. She has like her book bag and everything. Like she looks so cute. She's so excited to go to school. Yeah. And she like wants to have lunch with Eric and he is just like so embarrassed. Yeah. Like he's just like, she's not cool. I don't want her to be here. Um, well, you're not cool, Eric. Amy's yeah. very cool. Yeah, and the way I don't like, like everyone's an asshole in these episodes. But it's like Eric's like, oh, when I said get back to the world, I meant like the mall. And it's like, do you think so little of your mom that you don't think she has any aspirations beyond like shopping? Mm-hmm. It's just I don't know. Eric is being a real jerk here. Um, and she says, uh, I really, I've always wanted to write, you know, you talking to me about this, like really inspired me and I was hoping you would be happy for me. Um, and, uh, and so she like moves over a seat and Monica sits down next to Eric and she's like, oh, Eric, she's really pretty. <laughs> she like, this is too far. She's really, really, really cute. Like, I really like how Amy's like super excited. Yeah. I, it would be very embarrassing to be in a creative writing class with your mom especially with the subjects that amy has decided to write about later in the episode yeah um so i can't blame eric here like i don't know if i'll be thrilled if i had to share a class with my mother especially like if i'm trying to like pick somebody up to date well especially i think in this particular class where it's creative writing and so i feel like there's a lot of vulnerability that goes into writing and so even if you're looking at it from like Eric's and this is not what Eric's thinking at all but if I'm playing devil's advocate and giving him some type of leniency here it is that like when you're at a creative writing class you want to be able to express yourself without your mom overhearing it obviously we're going to go the complete opposite direction and it's going to be Amy who's like oversharing on stuff Eric doesn't want to hear about Mm -hmm. Um, but like I can see where he wouldn't want to have a class with his mom like I can understand that But he's also in college. He's not in high school. Like, you know, by then you should be like mature enough to deal with it. I don't know. You got to think he's like 19. He's still a teenager, actually. Yeah. So I don't want to be in class with my mom. Yeah. That'd be Um, like, what happens if like your mom is like, hey, Jessica, like I'm going to like sign up for the same. Like I have an interview for the same job that you're at. Yeah, and I mean, be like, mom, like, get out of my job. No, <laughs> get out of my life, mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think that you want like you know. There's a good, a healthy balance between home life and school life and work life. Yeah, I feel like if it's Amy's passion, 
then you just have to either like put up with it for the semester if it's too late to drop it and pick a different elective because this is obviously an elective for Eric like this is not what he's going to school for well Um, yeah like or it's like one of those core classes where you have to right like a general education yeah yeah exactly I took I remember taking actually funnily enough I took a creative writing course for my English credit for general education but I ended up being like uh, I ended up being an English major later on and it was the easiest breeziest course for me because I actually quite enjoyed it and everybody else because it was like a 1-0 whatever like a 101 class everybody else was like not there to be an English major or anything and they really hated it and I was like living my best life in creative writing I freaking Ooh. loved that class yeah when it's not like one of your like classes like your core classes usually there's like some enjoyment that you can find from it yeah. I don't think I've ever taken a well in college a creative writing course I have nothing yeah. creatively to write to be honest with you <laughs> I have I have I have no noodles in this noggin that's for sure <laughs> First of all, that's not true. It's just you don't enjoy that particular subject, which is perfectly yeah, fine. I don't really like to. writing. Um, <laughs> I'd rather talk. I mean, that's fair. Uh, I, I, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're so here. <laughs> <laughs> we're here. Uh, so we get. Um, we're back in the mail room now with uh, Topanga bragging about. And so then I said something the senator really liked and now it's going to be a law. <laughs> Just like that. Can you believe it? Yeah, totally like legally blonde. That's like, totally how it works. Yeah. Um, and Corey says, I know what you mean. Like why here in the mail room, like I suggested we start using self-adhesive stamps. And they were like, yeah, whatever. So I guess this is like when you had to lick stamps. Yeah. Remember and that? they used to, do you remember those like sponge things they used yes. to have? The sponge Creepy. tools? Yeah. yeah. But, like, I was, like, always, like, love the taste of glue. So, like, let me Ma'am. taste the, the stamps. Uh, which is so gross now. You're Nobody's scaring people st- when you say, I loved the taste of glue. Well, they, they had, like, good tasting stamps. See, I was always afraid. I would never do. Okay, you know, on envelopes, they have, like, the thing you have to lick. Yes. You know, I would never lick it because there was always that, like, wives tale or well, myth of the oh. woman with the spider eggs and stuff ew yeah 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 anyway i apologize for anybody who hates spiders yeah. um so yeah so uh topanga's like don't worry like Corey, you're gonna work your way out of the mail room and um and this is when he tells topanga that sean is working upstairs and topanga says i hope you're looking out for him he really looks up to you um, and it's like I am totally with Topanga. I feel like Topanga is like kind of echoing what we were all thinking a lot this episode where it's like, Corey, like you need to like be happy for Sean. Like this is a big deal for him. Um, an old guy comes in and he's like, Topanga looks like a young Nancy Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I it's beautiful. She's a beautiful girl, a young Nancy Sinatra. Yeah. Uh, but she's she's a peach. Um, of course he is. And then Sean comes down and Corey is so happy at the thought that he got fired from Isn't this the horrible? upstairs. Yeah, it's terrible. And he's just like, oh, they shouldn't have put you in a job you weren't ready for. It's like, oh, my God, Corey. Like, he is like, he has a shit eating grin on his face. Yes. Yeah. And 
Sean says, well, actually, nasty. Yeah, I pitched my sexy breath idea and Mr. Morris really liked it. You're not the only one with good ideas. Yeah, he's really excited to tell his friend like he's not yeah. doing it in a bragging manner. He does look up to Corey. He does want Corey to be proud of him. He does want Corey to think that he's smart. So he's coming because he's excited to tell Corey. Yeah, but Corey is just like taking it all the wrong way. Yeah, he's being a real dick. And so then like Sean leaves and he's like, I don't get it. Uh, Phil, Phil's the old guy. Um, he's like, he picked up a phone and he's like, well, was it ringing? He's like, yeah, he's a smart kid. <laughs> it's like, so stupid. Well, yeah, like he's a smart kid, but yeah. it's not, it's not just picking up the phone. It's using it's the initiative. Your smart, exactly. Using your smarts to, yeah. um, to have the right thing to say once you pick up the phone. Yeah. And it's like he saw an opportunity and he took it. You know, like that show, that takes guts, you know, guts that Corey usually doesn't possess. Not saying Corey's not good at things. He is. But he comes at it from a more methodical approach. Mm-hmm. Sean exercises spontaneity more. And sometimes that will be rewarded in the in the right type of environment. Right. Like in a different company, in a different setting. Answering that phone could have gotten Sean fired. Um, yeah. But in this situation, it worked out for him. And I think that, like, Corey just needs to be happy. I mean, obviously, we're all going to say this. Corey just needs to be happy for Sean. Suck it up. Get over yourself and be happy for him, at least outwardly. And inwardly, you could be like, ugh, I'm so annoyed. Right? Like, at least yeah, just a happy a, face for him. Be a bitter Betty internally. Exactly. <laughs> um, so we're back in Eric's class and it's time for Amy to read her writing in front of the class. Oh, I love this. It's Oh, my God. So extra. A Young Married Woman by Amy Matthews. Ooh. And this Eric, is so spicy. It is. The wedding was over. I was about to embark on a new life. The hotel suite was as lovely as a picture. Alan walked toward me and I began to tremble. What? Amy! Spicy, spicy lady. Yeah, no, it gets sexy. Um, So, I mean, did we know that they got married at like 19? Maybe, maybe not. We knew they were married young, I think. Yeah, Yeah. young. But 19 is very young. Uh, And yeah, sexy, sexy story. This, like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. If I'm Eric, I'm definitely plugging my ears and being like, la, 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 la. Like, I don't want to hear this, ma'am. Like, like I'll I, yeah, I don't, myself to go to the I bathroom. really don't need to hear, like, how my parents lost their virginities to each other. Yeah, I don't want to hear about my mother trembling. Like, trembling And trembling Ugh. is a very expressive word. It is. Like, it's, oh, my gosh. I was dying for Eric yeah, here. Yeah. Like, ooh. It was a little painful, wasn't it? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, very bad, very bad. Poor Eric. Um, I mean, I <laughs> we'll get into it later, but like, I think Feeney's reaction is my absolute favorite of everybody's with Amy's writing. Um, but we're back in the in the Mad Men office, and Corey has decided. Oh well, if Sean can just answer the phone and get mm-hmm. moved up to the top floor, or whatever floor he's on, I can do that too. And he right. does <laughs> It does not go well What I mean like I don't understand What he was really expecting to happen here Nothing good was going to come of this I think he just thought that he would be Better on the fly but like What he says is the exact opposite Essentially of what Sean does First of all he tells the person on the phone That um that the guy is in the bathroom 
And he's just like, well, we were going to send it today, but it wasn't good. <laughs> it's just like, it, it's, it's not such easy. bad common sense. Like, yeah. that's not what you're supposed to say, like, at all. And he should know that. He's a smart kid. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, like, completely biffs it. And uh, Mr. Morris hears and the guy's going to move his account to a different agency. So he's, like, in big trouble. Um, yeah, you never want to hear, like, because of you, I want to move, you know, accounts or, like, I want to cancel our contract or whatever. Exactly. It's, it's, it's it's actually, that's very bad. And it makes sense. And it's the right decision to let Corey go in this spot. Exactly. Because it's not, first of all, he's like, this is a work study program. This isn't even, like, a job. So he's the lowest of the low on the, on, like, on the hierarchy. And so he really should be fired here. And he does get fired. He's like, pack your things. Um, not everyone's cut out for the business world. Yeah. And it's the audacity to think that he can just do whatever that Sean does and can handle it with the same finesse. Like, it's yeah. not the same. And it's kind of, it's just because he thinks that he's ultimately better. He thinks he's better. And, and we get like a really good moment here between Corey and Alan when he's home, right? He's like watching soap operas and Alan comes downstairs. He's like, oh, someone looks like they got fire. And he's like, yeah, I did. Um, and uh, and it's so telling when Corey says, I was supposed to be the one to succeed, not Sean. Everyone knows that. And Alan, who... It, when you think of the um the history here of Alan saying that he has been in the, been the Sean previously yeah. I love that it's him that he ends up having this conversation with where he says maybe you should give Sean a little more credit if he's doing well you should be happy for him like this is what we're all screaming at the TV is what Alan is saying finally we can like Alan again after he's yeah. been like not so great sometimes <laughs> yeah yeah I mean so it's kind of interesting because I can understand like the jealousy aspect of it. When I graduated arts, like interior design school, mm-hmm. we were all essentially going after the same jobs, right? right. Because it's not like all of my friends were, yeah, like all my friends yeah. were interior design majors. Um, and we're all essentially going after the same jobs. And when people, and when I graduated in 2012, and the job market was horrible to begin with, and people were accepting really like bad, yeah. any jobs that they could. Yeah, when somebody, one of your friends, got a job before you in your field, it stung. You felt you're like, like crap. Yeah, you felt you feel like crap because you're like, cr- like especially I remember like. I was, like, a really good student, but people that, like, didn't necessarily do as well grades-wise as me got jobs before me, it sucks. Because you're like, wait a minute, like, I'm supposed to be the one that got a job first. like Or, like, I'm supposed to be the one that's so... When you're competing with a friend of yours for the same thing these sorts of feelings come out and when it wasn't like my brightest moment when I was experiencing jealousy towards my friends that were doing well but it's something that I experienced you know we all get there in our own times eventually but when you're directly competing for something with a friend of yours it gets hard but 
it's it's looks very nasty on Corey. It does, especially because he has always been supportive of Sean and saying like, "You don't give yourself enough credit. Like yeah. you'll make it. You can get into college." Like yeah. he's always propping him up, and so and like to hear or like for for Sean to or excuse me for Corey to say a lot of the the, the insecurities that we know Sean has felt about himself is really awful to see because yeah. it's just going to reaffirm that for Sean that somebody mm. thinks those things especially well, coming from it, his best friend exactly but like isn't it like the people that you're closest to are able to hurt you the most oh yeah yeah they know all this stuff about you yeah. so it's 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 a very uncomfortable situation coming from Corey. Yeah. Uh, and I do like that Alan puts him in his place here and tries to like switch up the perspective. He still doesn't get it, though. No, because he's like, well, what about me? If I don't succeed in the business world, the future of this country looks very bleak. And Alan's like, like, calm down. Like, you're putting so much pressure on yourself. You'll do okay. Yeah, is why he, is he putting so much pressure on himself about being a business person? He's never shown any interest in business ever. No, I, I think it's just like he's found something that Sean is better at than he is. And he gets like very insecure about that. Um, and mm. and the thing is, is like Sean comes in and he's like, oh, I have a great news. Like I talked to um, I talked to Mr. Morris. He agreed to let you come back. But you have to take a drug test. They think you're a little wound. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, so he, like, this is very nice of Sean to get Corey a a placement back at this ad agency, but it turns out that Corey is going to be a janitor now, which like, we have had this episode. We had the janitor is a fine job. Like we've had this episode with, um, Chet when Chet was a janitor at the school And we right, had the whole exactly. conversation about it's not something to be ashamed about. But now we're doing this whole fucking storyline again. Yeah, they might have forgotten about it. What can I say? They, yeah. they, they, they don't have very good memories in this whole place. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so Corey's all upset. He's like, it's supposed to prepare you for life. Like, where is the lesson? And they're like, no, like, you just do what you're told. Like, you're supposed to do what you're told. Um, and Sean had no idea that this was going to be what Corey came back for. He just assumed he was going back to the mail room. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so, uh, Sean is like being, is very successful with the whole toothpaste, uh, ad situation. Um, and it just is like, it's very awkward between the two of them. Um, and you can like feel the tension in this scene. Um, it's, it sucks. It's like. You don't want there to be tension, especially because Sean went out of his way to, like, get Corey's job back. But it's, like, not a job that Corey appreciates. Nope. Nope, it's not. And once again, it just kind of reaffirms to him that, uh, like, he takes the job, but it just reaffirms to him that, like, he's not good enough in this position, which mm-hmm. is, I mean, he fucked up. He, you got to, like, pay for what you do incorrectly. Yeah. Yep. Um, back in the writing class, we have Amy joining them again, and we find out that Amy had helped, <laughs> helped, uh, I think it was Monica write the, the paper, um, that she needed to write for the writing assignment. And, uh, and we find out that, like, Eric is just like, he's like, it was smut. My lips quivered. It was filth. <laughs> and so, uh, Amy gets an A on that project. Um, and, uh, and of course, so now she has a new paper, an evening in Cape Cod, 
As Alan touched me, my lips began to quiver. <laughs> I love Eric saying, do you do anything but quiver? <laughs> I, I, no, she does not. She does not. It's it's disturbing to read. It's disturbing. Like he, yeah. I, I wouldn't be feel comfortable with this either. Yeah. Uh, and he's just like, he's like, mom, uh, college is my time. You shouldn't be here. You should be at home raising your kids. And Amy pushes back. And like, while I, you know, like you said, I could see it from both sides where it's uncomfortable for Eric, but I don't think like telling her to just go be a wife and mother no, at home no, is that's the answer. Fu- no, no, you know? I don't like that either. No, yeah. no. Dick, she dick, fights back dick with, alert. Like, yeah, this is a this is a misogyny alert right here. She's like, I've done that for like most of my life. I've loved it, but I need to do more, right? Like I need more out of life now. Mm-hmm. Um and then we cut to like one of my favorite scenes of this crap of an episode, uh, where we have Feeney reading Amy's paper and he's just like, Oh. Mm. <laughs> the way he says that they're coming out of Feeney. <laughs> mm, oh uh and she's just like well what do you think he says it's the most provocative fiction i've ever read and she's just like it's all true and he goes oh dear <laughs> i love that he's like oh it's like feeny just like got like an insight into what alan and amy's life is like and he's like "Ooh, ooh, no i don't need to be a part of this yeah yeah uh and she's like he's like you have a lot of talent and she says uh, I'm dropping the class. Eric shouldn't have to be embarrassed about having his mother there. Um, and uh, and that's when Eric comes in. And he says, you can't do that, Amy. Uh, why are you calling me Amy? Because it's your human name. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's your human name. You're not mom. Your real human so name is dumb. Amy. It's like whenever like kids discover like their parents have like a real name besides yeah. mom. And they're like mind blown you're like what do you mean your name is mom what do you mean you have a different name uh one other question before we move too far off of this uh this whole feeny situation do you think he like enjoys reading smut in his spare time oh a thousand novels oh yeah a thousand percent yeah i mean come on he is a um sprightly man who has been (laughs) single for a while i'm sure he has to he indulges his um enjoyment somewhere yeah i feel like he does i think he like instead of like watching porn i definitely feel like he reads romance novels yes yes that is exactly what i'm thinking yeah i can picture him like sitting outside with like edgar Allan poe on as like the what are those things called book covers like and he's taken it off of like the edgar Allan poe book and put it on like a oh, like yeah. Danielle Steele novel. Genius. Genius. <laughs> so he looks yeah. like he's reading like smart shit, but he's That's actually That's what I used to smart. do. I used to put like book socks on my books so people didn't know what book I was reading. <laughs> but it was like it was like Harry Potter. It's like my like my like what my family once told me like, oh, you've read that book like too many times. Oh, like so you stop, put a book sock on read it. Read a new book on it. So I put like a book sock on it so nobody would ask me what I was reading. But um have you ever read like the closest thing I've ever gotten to a romance novel was like Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, have you ever read like a proper like um, Fabio on the cover romance novel? So I would say like yes and no. I've never read Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, but I do recall back when I was like, oh my gosh, I was either in high school or like early college. I must have been high school. 
I got a book and I didn't realize what it was when I got it. So it was kind of innocent in that like it's not like I checked it out from the library like knowing what it was. Yeah. But I remember specific. This is how like I, it wasn't like influential in my life. But like I just remember very vividly it was. And if somebody has heard of this book, please tell me the title. I'm very curious. There was like something about three different women and three princes. And so each I don't remember if it was like a chapter by chapter different perspective or it was like chunks of the book were dedicated to each like Mm -hmm. prince finding his match or something. But I remember it being like pretty smutty. Like, yeah, it was pretty like and I was like, what was it like a Cinderella story, except that like each person had to try on a different prince. Exactly. But it was I think it was like. From the women's perspective and like how these found these princes. I don't remember. I think it was like three brothers or something. But I just remember. brothers. I have to look this up. I don't know. I just remember that being the book. And that was like the smuttiest thing I've probably read um, was that book. And I I don't remember the name. It was was like three princes or something was the name of it. All right. Um, But that's the smuttiest thing I've read. But I could totally see Feeny. I could totally see Feeny getting into that kind of stuff. Yeah, he was enjoying it. He was like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. And so Eric comes in and he says, your paper was so good. I'm so proud of you. I sent a copy to grandma. (laughs) I think that he knew what he was doing there. Yeah, I think Amy deserves it. You read that in front of your son. Now your mom's going to have to read it. I hope you're happy. She she was like, mother. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, what? It was really funny. Um. And then Corey and Topanga are going over to Sean's apartment for dinner. And um, and here's the thing. Corey has lied to Topanga because she says, I know it's awkward for you to be doing so much better than Sean. Um, but you just don't talk about work. The dinner has been planned for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so they go in. Then they find out that um, Sean not only has like a pager, but he has a cell phone and a fax machine, which like, oh, my God, flashback <laughs> fucking fax machine. OK, so he has a fax machine, a pager and a phone and a credit card. I Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot going on here. Um, and so Topanga's is like, well, why doesn't Corey have one? Like, what's going on? Um, and, uh, and yeah, he's like, well, at my level, they don't fax you. You just know. You just, sure. You <laughs> um, just so know. He, yeah. So he has all these things and Corey's like, well, they gave me these and he pulls out janitor's keys. And so Corey finally is like, well, it's all out in the open now. I hope you're happy. And it's just like, okay, Corey, like, first of all, this is not Sean's fault that you lied to your girlfriend. Like you should have just been honest with her. Um, and and now you're putting Sean in the position where he has to apologize for his success, which is just like shitty to put him in that position. I don't know. It just is. Yeah, ugh. it's all very shitty. It's like mm-hmm. very uncomfortable. And I don't like that he has to. He lied to Topanga. Angela has to like is in the know. She has to lie to her friend now. It's just like very, very uncomfortable. And it's kind of like how they resolved this was not even didn't even make sense. Like everybody was like, Corey, you're putting too much pressure on yourself. It's okay." And then Corey out of nowhere is like, you know what? You're right. I underestimated you, Sean. And now we're friends and I'm proud of you. It's like this. It was like up, 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 up. Like a roller coaster. 
And then it like fell flat. Like nothing really came of it. He was just like told he was wrong by his friends. And then they're like, yeah, you're right. I'm wrong. Okay. I'm proud of you. Right? Like, did I like. Yeah, no, it was resolved so quickly. Like, it was ridiculous how quickly this was all resolved because it was like, oh, someone said that the toilet was like the cleanest it's ever been. And Corey's just like, oh, my gosh. Amazing. And that was it. <laughs> that was the resolution. Yeah. Like, it was so strange. Yeah. They're like, Corey, you're being an asshole. You're right. I'm just jealous of you. OK, now I'm over it. It's like, OK. It was resolved within 30 seconds. It was. And, and it, I, I'm Sean. I'm pissed because he yeah. says things like. Um, he They're says hurtful. it's killing like, me all my life. You're the one that messed up. I'm the one that cleans up, cleans up after you. And it's just like, I'm upset if I'm Sean, but it yeah. was resolved way too quickly. Yeah, yeah. I think that we needed to have like one less scene of, I don't know, Corey, like mopping or whatever. And I think that we needed a little bit more, um, yeah, tender, loving care to the resolution. Yeah, it was all very over very quickly. Yeah, like a yada yada sort of a thing. Yeah, yep. And then, um, uh, then we have uh, the Amy and Eric resolution. Um, Eric says that yeah, like Amy's gonna stay in the class. She promised no more revealing stories about her and dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Amy goes up to read her story, a mother's struggle. After hours of screaming and sweating, my bundle of joy, Eric gallantly made his way through the birth canal. <laughs> Why is Amy writing about all this stuff? Like, she has, I know I mean, like, that's a lot of her life, know. I guess. Write what you know, but like, it's a creative writing class. You're supposed to be creative. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> so, I mean, I, this is a memorable episode for me from when I was younger because I remember like the jealousy thing. But yeah, like I don't think like I you know, I didn't I don't think it's like one of the worst episodes of Boy Meets World ever, but it's not the best. Um, it's so meh. Like it's I did not remember this episode at all whatsoever. Oh, really? Like, I remember to me, it. The thing I remembered more was the Amy and Eric plotline, like the storyline B. And even yeah. then, like, I was like, oh, yeah, this did happen. But the mm-hmm. work study thing with Corey and Sean, absolutely not. I had no recollection of this. I just think it's so met. And on top of that, it gets resolved too easily. And Corey is such a big fucking jerk. And there's not really any repercussions for his actions. Right. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like Dawson and Pacey's friendship where like Dawson just shits on Pacey all the time. And then Pacey's just like, okay, yeah, I forgive you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. It's Mm -hmm. like the whiny bitches versus like the sad boys. Yeah. And uh, we're going to get into even more of Corey Dictum um, when we come back from a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And we're back. 
let's get into season five, episode ten, Last Tango in Philly, or as we coined it, Last Tango in Dickville, or Last <laughs> Dick in Philly. Because Corey's at it again, and this time he's yeah. dragging Sean along with him into his yeah. world of dictum. <laughs> well, we start off in this Mexican restaurant, and I gotta tell you, there's nothing I love more in this universe than a Mexican restaurant. You love a I, salsa and chips. I love salsa and chips. I love margaritas. I love uh, uh, junior tacos, whatever. I love all this stuff. It makes me crave a restaurant salsa and chip so badly. Um, are you like a fan of like because okay you know like tortilla chips that are the restaurant style like they're a little mm-hmm. thicker if they're like homemade do you like that style of chip I honestly like all chips and I honestly like all salsa oh, it's, so even like the watery salsas even the yeah. chunky salsas all I love, of them are good I love go. all everything it's salsa is like arguably my favorite food like I saw the tub of it that you bought. You were like, "Oh yeah, I bought this." Where'd you get? Like it's like a Costco type yeah. style of of salsa. And you're like, you're you're like, you're never gonna finish that. Like I finished it within like a week. I love salsa. <laughs> you're gonna so get heartburn much. with that, and between that and to- the amount of tomatoes that you consume. You're oh yeah, gonna get such I'm I'm like ninety percent tomato to be honest with you. <laughs> Like, I consume a lot of tomatoes, uh, like a a weird amount of tomatoes. Like, I snack on tomatoes. I really love tomatoes. Um, And the salsa. So, yeah, um, they love tortilla chips because they're free. I love tortilla chips because they're free at Mexican restaurants a lot of the times. And Topanga and uh, Angela now have a part time job at uh, whatever. I don't even know if they say the name. Uh, no, no. But they have to wear, like, stupid uniforms, and they have to, like... Such cheesy uniforms. But, like, okay, so they're shoulders showing, short skirt, like, sexy senorita outfits. Yeah. And on top of this all, the audacity for this show to tell us that Ramona is Spanish for Topanga is fucking insane. First well, of all, Topanga, like, isn't even really a name. <laughs> so there's not a Spanish equivalent of it. There's not even a Spanish equivalent of Jessica. So there certainly isn't a Spanish is there equivalent. Not? For, is no. Not? And I know this because when I was in middle school, we all took, I took Spanish. And if you had mm-hmm. a name that could translate like Michael to Miguel, then that was what your name was, Miguel. Whereas yeah. Jessica, because mine didn't translate, I got to pick my Spanish name. Ooh. And I was Ines. So I oh, still remember it. Ines. That's Inace. nice. Yeah. I think so, yeah. mine was Sarita. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. So, yeah. So the girls are working there and um, it's their first day at work. And apparently Sean and Corey decide that instead of being like really nice customers and treating them with respect and like being like, good job, you guys got this. They're going to break you in by doing their obnoxious customer routine. And he and Sean holds up his glasses like this is cube dice. I asked for crushed. Most restaurants don't give you the option, Sean. Nope, nope, no. This is not, what do you want? Like the refrigerator ice? This is ridiculous. It if is. you're lucky, you get the nugget ice, but not, probably nugget not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. I like the, the bigger the pieces of ice, the happier I am because really? I don't really like ice. And so I want it to like not water down my beverage. The so, smaller the cubes, the happier I am. I like a crushed ice. I just don't. And if I have a glass that has ice in it, I need a straw because I hate when I'm drinking a beverage and ice smacks me in the face. Why don't you just ask for no ice? 
I because I never think to do that. It would take too much thought ahead of time yeah. to do that. I once went on a date with a guy that asked for no ice at the movies from her, um from like the the concession stand. I said why? And he says because they rip you off by putting ice in it, and this they way do. you get more soda. And I said okay. They do do that, like, especially, <laughs> like, Starbucks and stuff. Like, it's, like, yeah. half the cup is filled with ice. So, right. like, I get it. But, like, I don't think I would make a big stink about it, you know? Yeah. So we got a large soda with no ice. Do you know how much soda that's that is? That's so much fucking soda. <laughs> you need the ice in the large soda because there's yeah, so much Yeah, I don't know how many more soda. dates I went with him. Probably zero because he sucks. Yeah, that's, that's my opinion of this guy. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, so they're like, oh, well, we thought you'd want to celebrate your first day of work. You're going to take us out to dinner. And they and Topanga and Angela say, well, we're going to go out with a bunch of people from work. You guys should join us. We're going to go dancing. And how fun. How fun. And how fun. Then we get- I would never. But how fun for you. Oh, I would never either. Well, how fun for them. They're so happy about it. And they invited them to go dancing. And they're like, yeah, right. We're not going to go dancing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Puh. I love the puh. Um, and uh, and they're like, you should come with us. It will be fun. And We're men. We don't dance. Ugh. Well, that's the other thing is like. Because Sean is like willing, right? He's right. like, my relationship with Angela is new. I don't want to disappoint her. Like, make he's her being happy. a good boyfriend. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Corey, I don't know when Corey decided that he was going to be a misogynistic piece of <laughs> he shit. lost it. Yeah. But like, since when are you like manly man, masculine Corey? Like, since when is that your attitude? You know, like you've always done everything for Topanga. It's just like so weird that he suddenly becomes a shitty boyfriend in a single episode. He's lost it. I think that he had a little too much fun being a senior. We're going this is not the last time we're gonna see some bad behavior from Corey this season. <sighs> yeah. Um, and he's like, Oh, uh, we're we're men, okay? We don't dance. Tonight we do <laughs> we what men dance. do. Yeah, we're gonna go to the gym and pump some iron. And we sweat. Like, okay. They've never been to the gym before in their lives. Yeah. And so they say, oh, you guys go with your friends. Go do your dance routine. Um, And Angela says, Sean, does that go for you too? Uh, And he's like, I'm not. He says to Corey, are you sure? I'm not going to get hurt on this. And Corey says, it's the way God intended it. It's like, okay, sure. Um, And then, uh, of course, we have like Sergio and what is it? Sergio and Nunzio. So, ladies, you're coming dancing with uh, tonight with myself and my equally handsome and beautiful friend, Sergio. Oh, my God. Nunzio. Nunzio and Sergio. Yeah. Yeah. And so they go. Yeah. And so then the next day. Um, Corey and Sean come into school and they're like so sore from working out. From working out, but they're like working out with like one weight and they're doing like one push up. So how are they so sore? I mean, like they're weaklings, I guess. Uh, so they are a little jealous, um, by a little, I mean a lot, and they want to know like what happened. And he said, nothing happened. We just danced. We just had a good time. Um, and there's like just a lot of jealousy. Yeah. And the thing is, is like Sean is like, oh, I, you know, I'm, I want to ask. And Corey's just like, no, you should not, you should not ask. And then as soon as Corey sees him, he's like, what happened last night? 
Um, and the girls are like, nothing. We just danced. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't then- want any. I wouldn't want somebody dancing with Sergio and Nunzio, though. But I'm jealous. <laughs> but the thing is. Is like, in my opinion, they have nothing to complain about because the girls invited them. They invited them. No. Like, yeah, if you're they have nothing no, to complain about. Yeah. Yeah. If you say no, then you can't be mad. And there's nothing like overtly sexual about dancing. Like, it can be, like, we've all seen dirty dancing. Like, it can be sexy. It can be romantic. Doesn't have to be. And then I love this move from Topanga and Angela, where they're just like, oh, that nuncio sure knows how to move. Sergio's no slouch on the dance floor either. <laughs> And they both realize they're jealous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, jealousy is just not a cute thing it's on not them. not becoming. Mm-mm, mm-mm. You hate jealousy. I do. I would have no fucking patience for the guys in this episode, which is probably mm-hmm. a reason why I really didn't enjoy this episode at all. Yeah. Is I just think it's such a bad look, specifically on Corey, who has like a long-term extremely stable relationship like versus Sean and Topanga where it's like brand new I can kind of see having a little bit of insecurity about it but he shouldn't be listening to Corey's suggestions because Corey's suggestions are crap um yeah 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 yeah. so and then they promise to go dancing with them and then Sean's like oh we're going to go dancing and Corey's like no yeah oh we're gonna go to the gym and so we can beat the zippers off of Sergio and Nunzio what? And so then they go back to the restaurant and apparently they go there on like the busiest day of the week. Um, and they need they want an El Grande burrito for two dollars. Two dollars. What a cheap burrito. It's such a deal. A it is gran- a deal. Two El Grande burritos, um, chicken and beef. And I think that that is a really, really good deal. I want to go to this Mexican restaurant. You get free chips. You get a junior burrito or an El Grande burrito for $2. Yeah. Um, It is a very good deal. Who do you think gets the chicken and who do you think gets the beef out of the two of them? Um, I think that Corey gets the beef and Sean gets the chicken. That makes sense to me. Corey gets the beef. Sean gets the chicken. Huh. Interesting. Do you think what the opposite? I, hmm, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I, was, I mean, like, I think, like, Corey might be a chicken guy. I could see it. Um, for a burrito, I don't know if I want, like, a chicken burrito. I want a beef burrito. Mm, but you know what I love? I eat chicken more so. Yeah, no, you're, you're a big chicken eater, turkey eater, chicken eater. Beef um, and bean burrito. Mm, I don't really know if I, like, prefer oh, not beans bean, on my not, burritos. Not beef. Uh, bean, bean and cheese burritos. Oh, you like the bean burritos? Eh, not for That's me. That's pretty good. Okay. I like the um the thing that you can get at Taco Bell. Oh my gosh, what's it called? Cheesy gordita crunch. Oh, a cheesy gordita crunch. You say it has like the hard shell taco, and then there's like a soft shell taco folded around the outside, but there's a layer of cheese in between. So you get the crunch. But the stability of the soft. Oh, what taco. about what about Crunchwrap Supreme? Oh, I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. What about Chalupa? I don't know that I've had a Chalupa. Chalupas are pretty good. They're What's like, in a Chalupa? 
it's just like a taco because they're all the same. It's the same it's all five the same ingredients, ingredients. But yeah. it's this one is like kind of like um like a fluffier fried tortilla. Yeah, I love that this episode sucks so much that we've now just started talking about Mexican food. Mexican food instead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I yeah. also want to know. At one point, they say something about a junior taco. Tacos are already small. How can you get smaller than a taco? That's what is fair. a junior taco? I don't know. Maybe they cut it in half. It just bothers me. Like, how yeah. big is a junior taco? Mm, we'll have to let the listeners tell us because I do not know. Um, So the girls are busy because they have tables. And the guys are just like, ugh, what a lame excuse. We've got tables. Like, it is the busiest night of the week. Get out of here. Mm. So they run into freaking Nunzio. Um, and uh, they find out that, um, yeah, they're going to go dancing again. Uh, and uh, and yeah, they get like um, the guys are like complimenting Topanga and Angela. You're the luckiest man alive. You are dating Topanga, who is as beautiful as a flower. Not a flower. A garden. A garden. <laughs> beautiful flowers. <laughs> I mean, he's like, you know, like a romantic guy, this Sergio and Nunzio. And yeah. they they speak as like, you of know, this like, I am sure of this. I am sure. Yeah. Uh, like a romantic dude. So um, yeah. they get their table and they say, here's your special table. Please don't order off the children's menu anymore. I feel like they used to, back in my day, they had like age limitations on the children's menus. I don't know. They're, they're, they're 16. Maybe they can push it a little bit. Um, So, uh, so Topanga, he keeps like bothering Topanga. Topanga's like fully working. She's carrying a sizzling place of fajitas. Fajitas. Uh, And fajitas are always, the plate is always so hot and it's steaming. I never get fajitas. And we can't, oh, fajitas are pretty good. But um, you can't just stop somebody in the middle while they're carrying the fajitas. Yeah, you're asking for trouble. Yeah. And then they're like, Angela, like, what's bothering Topanga? And she's like, I got a table 12. I can't talk. And like they're in the mode of working, but they keep bothering their girlfriends and to pay attention to them. They're being so unreasonable. Yeah. This is all so ridiculous. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, they're trying to order a baby burrito, a junior taco. Okay, this I think must, that's these the, must you know be what? kids' menus. They're items. ordering off the kids' menu after yeah. Sergio says, or Nunzio said, please don't order off the kids' yeah. menu. A yeah. baby burrito, a junior taco, and your boyfriend wants to know what time his girlfriend's getting off from work. <sighs> And then he, she's like, I told you, I don't know. Probably because they are there until closing. Exactly. So whenever the restaurant stops. Yeah. Exactly. And well, so, yeah, I bet so they're Sergio all like, and Nunzio would know. They're all like pissy and like stupid about this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go to Alan, who got a, a satellite dish. Um and uh and yeah so there he's going he's gonna go install it and Amy's all upset she's like oh that's our Saturday night he's like let me just set this up the rest of the night is yours um and so Eric comes out he's supposed to be helping Alan by holding the the ladder and then we meet Catherine who is just randomly walking through Feeney's yard like ma'am you're trespassing who the fuck are you anyway? 
I've never seen this woman in my life. No, but, apparently uh, we're supposed to know who the fuck she is. I don't know. She's just like trolling in their backyards. She's like, oh, this looks like it's a good place to cut through. A pleasant <laughs> evening for a stroll. Bitch, go stroll on your own yard. What the fuck? <laughs> this is a private property. You're not I know, allowed you here. Think, you think that Feeney, for all like he, the amount of pride and effort he puts into his gardening, he'd be like, you're stepping on my azaleas. <laughs> who? Like, I was like, I wasn't sure if like I just missed who this person was. No, we're supposed to know, but who the fuck knows who that is? <laughs> right. So she's like, so she's like, um, what are you doing tonight? And he's like, I'm just on my own. And she's like, a handsome man like you are all on your own. And he's like, I'm going to enjoy um, a nice glass of sherry and read a book in front of the fire. The and smut. then she's that's like, what he's going to read. Some yeah, rainy smut. smut. So then she goes, well, I'm going up the street to Starbucks to have a coffee alone. Um, she's going to Starbucks because Starbucks <laughs> mentioned employment's for all they knew. Uh, and then he goes, I hear they make a heck of a mocha. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, that was definitely the Starbucks drink that I ordered, like, for the first, like, 10 years of me going to Starbucks. And they yeah. did make a heck of a mocha. But they do make a heck of a good. mocha. It doesn't taste as good as it used to. Yeah, but I so heard he's... they make a heck of a mocha. <laughs> so then so she... Feeney's just like, okay, bye. And then, of course, Eric knows exactly what just happened. So he comes over. He's like, Feeney? A hottie like Kathy Anderson asks you out and you just blow her off? How does Eric know about Katherine Anderson? Apparently the whole fucking neighborhood knows and we don't. Is this a neighbor? I don't even know. I think, I mean, she's walking around. <laughs> she's just, 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 she's just a passerby. Taking a stroll, going to Starbucks. Yeah. And then he goes, she was throwing herself at you. Um, she was saying that like she was going to Starbucks alone. Alone. She wanted to have, and he's like, she wanted to have coffee. And he's like, yeah, with the side of you. <laughs> Talking about Starbucks, I will never forgive Starbucks because they used to make in the fall months something called the Washington uh, Apple uh, Pastry. And it was the most delicious thing I ever tasted. And they don't make it anymore. So I've never heard of this before. Uh, yeah, it was really good. Their brownies are good. Everything from Starbucks is good. Okay. Starbucks, sponsor me. I've been a fan of yours since I was a child. I can count on like two hands the number of times that I've purchased drinks from Starbucks and I used oh. to work at one. Oh, okay, that, that's a lot to unpack. Um, it, was the, <laughs> it was the Washington Apple Pound Cake. And well, that sounds good. Why I would, is it Washington? What is like Because Washington has apples. Yeah, but and New York is famous for its apples. I don't know what to say. It was so good. It was cinnamon roasted apples um, on a pound cake. It was fucking delicious. And they don't make it anymore. But I'll never Travesty forget. Travesty. Starbucks. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, I never knew that you worked at Starbucks. But let's just move forward. Because I can't <laughs> get into this. We could talk about this offline. <laughs> Off the internet. The um, net. So, yeah. So anyway, uh, Sofini has no idea that she wanted a date. He's like, I don't. Why didn't I see that? And so then Eric takes the fucking like ladder and just walks away. And Alan is still up on the roof. <laughs> um, and then we get uh, the whole like uh, workout scene between Sean and Corey. Push, push, push. And they like you said, they have like the bar itself, which is like, I don't know, not even 30 pounds. 
And on top of that, they have like one of each ring. I don't know what they're called. You guys know weights. what I'm talking about. Weights. 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 One yeah. bar and then like two. It's a dumbbell. One on each side of a weight. Yeah, sure. Um, they're doing and like not deadlifts. They're doing like, what are they called? This is why um, we don't talk about reps. sports. They're doing one rep. Yeah, but what is it called when they're actually like physically lifting it up? Lifting? Yeah, they're lifting. Okay, they're lifting one time each. One, yeah, one rep. So one, one <laughs> rep. So stupid. Uh, and this is it, why we don't talk. Sports. There's like some athletic, like German girls or Swedish girls chilling near yeah. them, and they are very encouraging. And they're like, "Good job with your one rep. You know, mm-hmm. practice makes perfect." And then Corey and Sean decide that what they're missing here is that. The girls have guys that are friends and they don't have any girls that are friends to make everything better. They're going to make friends that are girls. This is the dumbest thing ever. And then Corey decides, oh, oh, because Sean's like, we trust them. Right. And Corey's like, of course we trust them. That's why I'm going to call Topanga. So he calls and yeah, uh, he gets uh, he gets Nunzio at the restaurant. Uh, but it's but it's the sorry, it's the answering machine. Um, and he says we can you can reach us at the boom boom room at four three eight. Uh, and so then they go there, and they're dancing. And Topanga is like, "What are you doing here?" Um, and then they bring in these two girls from the gym with well, them. No, they 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 go. I think that they don't. Do they bring them to the boom boom room, or they bring them to the oh, Mexican I'm sorry. restaurant? They, I'm sorry. They bring them to the restaurant, not to the boom boom room. And they're showing off these girls and being like, "Hey, look, we have like these like pretty girls that we brought." And apparently, yeah, Sonia and Cookie. Apparently, Corey promised them a green card to go on a date with them. And then they're like, we don't like being used because uh, Angela and Topanga told them why they were there. And it's just not very becoming. Once again, it's like such a weird situation. Yeah, this is so dumb. Um, And then I love I, I love the line between uh, Topanga and Angela where she says, <laughs> um, what does she say? She says, uh, it's like they... Um, it's like they're sharing a brain and there's not enough for one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is Angela's. Angela's great. Yeah. Since the beginning of time, men have been idiots. This will never change. Um, and so, yeah. And they say, well, maybe, you know, maybe we should be understanding because the Sergio and Nunzio are like good looking, whatever. And they're like, maybe we should cut them some slack. And that is when. Um, they come in with uh, Sonia and Cookie, um, and uh, and yeah, they're like they're like, oh great, great, we got to see them bringing in these women just to like flaunt in our faces, um, and uh, yeah, and like of course Corey's like, oh, you didn't tell us, what do you think of our girls? Yeah, they're he's just he's being really gross here and he's just showing them off and he's being a smug little idiot. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I do like how Topanga and Angela confront the girls and be like, look, you're being used here. Like you're not having a date right now. Yep. It's like disgusting all around on. I mean, imagine like from Sonia and Cookie's perspective too. You know what I mean? Like you get promised all these things. Turns out these guys have girlfriends and yeah. you're just being used to make someone jealous. 
Um, it's like honestly very disgusting. And like it I feel like it sucks to be Sean here because he's taking Corey's like really crappy advice and like rolling with it. And I wish he would have just and I feel like it's definitely because um he just trusts because Corey has had such a long-term relationship. He just trusts that he knows what he's talking about. And Corey's being a complete fucking ass. And then Sean's going along with it and also making himself look really stupid. So it's just not great all over the place. Um, but I do love the meeting of the men in the back. Oh, yeah. We have to have like a men meeting. Um, <laughs> like the Dick's Lions Club, like for idiots only. Uh, and then they have a discussion about like, why girls? Girls don't get us. We don't get girls. We're idiots. Um, yeah, none and- of them know what the fuck they're talking about. Um, and, and then Eric has to be the one to like make everybody see the truth. Eric, yeah, Eric, this is, yeah, Eric. Well, I mean, to be fair, Eric probably knows the most about women. Besides, like Alan should know because he's been married for how many years? Like, what the fuck is going mm-hmm. on? But he doesn't. Yeah. Um, and we find out Feeney done fucked up because Kathy read him some of her poetry, and uh, he said it was promising for a beginner. She's been writing for 20 years. Yeah, that's not great. Also, like, Jack's having girl problems because he's talking. Like, she said that, like, she wasn't feeling well and she can really use some soup. And Jack Mm -hmm. said, like, why don't you go get some? And then Eric is like, she wanted you to get you the get her the soup. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very simple solution. And then Alan got a really like. Uh, he gets on the outs because of the satellite dish. Um, I don't get. I don't get anything that's happening. Yeah, it's I'm all very so stupid. confused. I'm so confused. It's like um, very like a uh, a thin storyline. The satellite dish. Like I guess he's just spending too much time installing it. Like this one seems the dumbest out of all of them for there to be an argument about. Like if I'm if I'm Kathy and Feeney says that my poetry is beginner work, I'm pissed. But the satellite dish, I feel like, isn't as big of a deal. How dare you uh, do the satellite dish so that I can watch my soap operas on my tiny television in the all kitchen? All my soap operas in seven different languages. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so then all the men congregate in the backyard with Sean and Corey and they're all just like, what the heck? Like, what are we doing? You know, I'm not I'm not we're not doing well. And so uh, uh, <laughs> Eric is just like men are idiots. Wait, there's more. Men are big idiots. <laughs> wow. Yes. Yeah. Let's cut to the boom boom room. Yes, because this is the moment. So all the women are there, including Kathy, who's like living it up at the boom boom room. Amy's there. It's ridiculous. Like, how did we get all these these people people to the boom boom room? (laughs) Um, And we get Angela and Topanga dancing with Sergio and Nunzio. And this is where we get more of like, of this, I am sure. Yeah, because they decide that like, oh, I miss him. Like, he hasn't called me in two days. And, like, they're going easy on these men. Like, let's be real. They're going very easy on them. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he misses you, too. Of this, I am sure. Of this, I am sure. Uh, And they are, like, wishing and hoping that they were there because they love dancing. And then um, why do men have to be so stubborn? And then we get Eric, I think, come to the stage and goes... Ladies, since the beginning of time, men have been idiots for this, I am sure. No, they yeah. didn't say that. This will make up for it. This will make up for it. So then Hot Stuff is playing. No, 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 and then no, 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 no. Jack, Feeney, Alan, 
Sean. Also, Jack's girl isn't here. <laughs> Eric and Corey dance to hot stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, what is it? Just like it's like and it's like hot stuff. I used to remember the dance yeah, I, to this. This is so memorable. It's so yeah. iconic, especially William Daniels, George Feeney doing, doing his. his thing yeah the the phoebe uh the phoebe the feeny fumble the feeny strut is iconic and so apparently them going to the boom boom room and dancing on stage is enough for everybody to be forgiven not an apology (laughs) not a i'm sorry i was an ass not i'm sorry i was jealous for no reason that's all it took was them learning the core i wonder how long it took for them to learn this this is cracked i mean there's nothing on the the uh any of this it's not there's there's no i have no information i tried uh to find like imdb facts about like choreography no 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 um but it's cracked out like it's so cracked out it is and like here's the thing am i happy we saw it of course i am does it make sense as the resolution to this episode absolutely not but guess what it's the only enjoyable part of this episode (laughs) besides the of this i am sure of Um, this i am sure that's the only thing that's enjoyable is the like it's so it's iconic like hot stuff baby this evening oh here we go writer strong relieves boy meets world hot stuff episode william daniels committed so hard um here we go (laughs) <laughs> from in hot water to hot stuff boy meets world is jam-packed with memorable moments mm-hmm. such as the men dancing to hot stuff in the club um so apparently okay so writer strong says we rehearsed all week i just remember being more nervous than anything i'm a horrible dancer and it's one of those things when they told us we were doing it we were like I'm done. <laughs> the actors worked with a choreographer to get down the moves and Daniels, who was he was not 94. He's 94 now. Shut up. Uh, who was <laughs> the, Oh God. Oh no. Paywall, paywall. Um uh Bill was one of the guys um who was like, let's do this. He's done musicals, like no problemo. Okay, Ryder Strong said no problemo in this article. <laughs> Let's, um, uh, Will was also amazing Those were the episodes that I hated When they would throw stuff like that at us That and when the, there was karaoke episodes I ha- And I had to sing uh, So apparently um, William Daniels Loved it He loved committing to the bit And Ryder Strong did not enjoy these moments That is what I've gathered So Yeah hot stuff <laughs> Hot stuff, baby, this evening. Uh, yeah, and then Eric does the Lord of the Dance, and that was really fun to watch. Um, yeah. and that's the end of these episodes. Yeah, and where- apparently Nunzio and Sergio taught them this dance. <laughs> I can't. Fuck it. Fuck it. I can't. This fucking. Episode. I can't. These yeah. episodes are fucking ridiculous. They're not even good. The last <laughs> episode, the only redeeming quality is the dance. That's it. That's it. That's all I have to say on the matter. That's it. But um, it was a time that we had. We covered two episodes. It was a time we watched these episodes. Yeah. It happened. Yeah. (laughs) God, hot stuff. (sighs) It was hot stuff. It was hot stuff. This is a mess. This whole thing is a fucking mess. (laughs) Um, 
let's talk about what we're going to be watching next week as I pull up the schedule because I'm fairly certain we are yeah. just covering a single episode. That, Hold on. That is true. For this, I am sure. Of this, I am sure. Uh, season five, episode 11, A Very Topanga Christmas. And Sarah, would you like to talk about our guest for that episode? Yes. So my very best friend, Michelle, is going to be coming on. We've never had like somebody from the streets before. Well, so, Will has been on. Oh, the Will's been on. Will's been on, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't count. No, but like he's been on... Like, he's been on the streets. But I'm very excited to welcome on my bestie, Michelle. And she's a Boy Meets World fan. And she's been a supporter of this podcast. Um, so I'm very excited to welcome her on. Yeah, I'm super excited. It's going to be so much fun. We're covering a single episode of Very Topanga Christmas. It's going to be holiday themed. So get ready. Hopefully it's a better episode than these two were, which I'm sure be it will. Difficult. For this, I am sure. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> I can't stop. <laughs> On this, I am sure. For um, this, I am sure. <laughs> Sarah, what else do we have going on in these parts? Weekly Boy Meets World and Dawson's Creek coverage. We have bonus episodes. Hey, um, do you like movies? So do we. Do you like the Olympics? Sure thing. So we covered the cutting edge with our friend Cody Patterson, who's been on this podcast <laughs> multiple times. In addition to that, um, we are hopefully getting in one other bonus podcast for this month. Just uh, wait and see for that. And then Jessica and I cover the Gilded Age on the post show recaps um, platform. And that's a lot of fun. We are having a great time this week. We had um, our friend Grace on to talk about the fourth episode of the Guild Age. That was phenomenal. So yes. catch us at Shit90sPod on Twitter and Instagram and www.Shit90sPod.com. And then you can find us um, on the Post Show Recaps Network to cover the Gilded Age. Yes. Gilded Age is like heating up right now. So go check that out over at Post Show Recaps. You can also hear me on Post Show Recaps on Community Building, um, as well as The After Party. That's a really fun Apple Plus TV television show. Um, and gosh, so many other things. Just follow me on Twitter. I also recently guested on, if you listen to this podcast, you're probably familiar with Cody Patterson because he's a legend and he's been on a couple times with us. Um, and I guested on his podcast, AGT Time, where they talk about America's Got Talent and they're doing like what they call rewatchables, where they're going back and rewatching old acts um, from other seasons. And so I went on and I talked about the regurgitator and he's, it's a time. Go listen to it because I had so many things to say about the regurgitator and his talents. Um, so yes, you can find me at the Just Sterling on Twitter. You can find us at Shanadi's Pod, Twitter and Instagram, Shanadi'spod.com. And if you'd like to send in feedback, which we love receiving and we love reading, Shanadi'spod at gmail.com. You can also send it in there. I think that's everything we've got. These were crap episodes. I'm so sorry, listeners. Corey was a dick and it got me angry. And I don't have anything else to say besides Corey was a dick and it got me angry. For this, I am sure. <laughs> of this, I am sure. Um, so thank you all for listening. We will talk to you all next week. Just have a good one, everybody. Bye. Shit 90 shows taught me. 